Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to Glocal News in Social Artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and each week we have the pleasure of talking to someone who is building a more humane world from the inside out. And one of the engineers at KOPN, Dennis Froschner, uh, suggested I get a hold of a fellow named Murph Tetley because uh, there's a, a celebration going to happen soon in Fayette, Missouri, my birthplace. And I got a hold of this guy, Murph Tetley. Good morning, Murph. Good morning. Good to see you. It's good to be seen. My wife and I retired here seven years ago, June, coming up in Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, which is, uh, it's about 10 or 15 minutes from Hot Springs, mm -hmm. Arkansas, and we're about 30 minutes from Little Rock in the Washita Mountains. <laughs> Where did you get connected to Fayette? Because uh, you're, you weren't born there. No. Um, Actually, my father, uh, Bill Tetley, who was a band director in Missouri for years and years, uh, is a 1939 graduate of Central College, which is, was then Central Methodist College. Uh -huh. uh, before that, it was just Central. But anyway, he, uh, he went to school there and um, became a band director. And I could go through all of that with you if you'd like. I mean, it's a fairly interesting story. Did you say he graduated in 1939? Correct. Well, my mother was uh, going to Central Methodist in the 30s, uh, the late 30s. Mary Frances uh, Alexander was her maiden name. Okay. But if we found an old uh, ragu, uh, <laughs> we might see both of their pictures in there. Well... I would not be a bit surprised. <laughs> uh, I have, I, I thought I had one. Uh, it's, uh, they're kind of hard to find, but maybe uh, someday in Fayette, I'll, I'll go over to the campus and uh, look it up. Well, that'd be pretty neat. I've got a, I was looking through some historical things that my dad left us. And in my hand here, I have a Central College Bulletin and it is the catalog published in two parts. This is part one, March of 1939. And this has all of the courses in it and how many hours you get for the course yeah. and who teaches the course. And it's kind of the book of how do you get your degree? Yeah. And now, wait a minute. Here's, here is the college on page 130. There is a student named Ellen Christine Anderson, is that who, or was it Martha? Uh, my mom's was Alexander. Oh, Where Alexander. I, yeah, by okay. 39, she uh, she was already, I think, uh, over in Columbia uh, working. Okay, well, this has got all the students from, from, thir from 39, so, uh, and he was that, actually, he graduated in 38, but he went an extra year to get another degree of some kind. Okay. And uh, then he went out to be the band director. So, and then you went there. Uh, what year did you start? Well, I followed sort of in his footsteps. Um, 
I was at Jeff City High School, graduated in 67. Okay. And um, we drove up there because that was his alma mater. My father was a French horn player. Mm-hmm. I was a French horn player uh, <laughs> because <laughs> when I started band, he was my band director. And that was in Rolla, Missouri. Oh. And you got to write your your three choices, first, second, and third choice of instruments. Mm-hmm. And I put trumpet, drums, and French horn. Mm-hmm. And since he was the band director, I played French horn. <laughs> <laughs> I had who, no choice. Who picked so, it? Yeah, right. yeah. So I was sort of following in his footsteps. I wanted to be a band director. Mm-hmm. And Central has a very, very good um, reputation for that. Mm-hmm. So I went up and auditioned and, um, I actually auditioned with, uh, I can't even, re- the guy that was there, I can't even remember his name now, but my dad came walking in one day and he says, Hey, we're, I'm going to take you up there, but they just changed band directors. They hired the band director from Fulton, Missouri. His name is Paul A. Montemuro. So that's who I had when I first went there. Oh, okay. Well, you have just, uh, posted recently some things on, uh, your Facebook page about him uh, mm-hmm. as the band director, and he had something to do with this bandstand that Correct. was built in, I believe, 1971 on the square in Fayette. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why you're here talking today. Yes, the uh, Facebook group is um, the Howard County Bandstand. And we've got we've got a, a lot going on and a celebration coming up. The original bandstand was built in 1887, and uh, they tore it down. And uh, there we had a fraternity brother when I was there at school in uh, the music fraternity, men's music fraternity, Phi Mu Alpha. Um, in early '69, his name was Gary Hawkins. And he discovered an old photo of that bandstand. And he approached the guys in the fraternity room and says, we ought to rebuild that. And so by September of 69, the project was underway and permission was was given to us by the Howard County Court. And you're talking to the guy that went up, went up and begged him. In <laughs> uh, in December, blueprints were made and the uh, it the rest is kind of history it only took a couple of years to we had to raise five thousand dollars and we really got it in less than a year from all of the downtown businesses and friends and alumni and there's a huge list in the original po- program of givers so we got a bandstand wonderful wonderful and it was uh inaugurated i guess in 1971 and in, in april was it uh, actually, no, the, the, uh, the original program that has that on it, and let me just bring that up so I can, yeah, the dedication was in memory of Keith King Anderson and Thomas Birch, and it was November the 21st of 1971 on the courthouse lawn. Okay. Yeah, so that was, a. Uh, it was a fall experience. If you look at some of the pictures from it, you'll notice everybody's wearing coats and hats. Okay. <laughs> so it was cool. And I suppose a number of you have kept uh, in touch with each other through the years. 
funny you should say that because social media has kind of <laughs> allowed us to reconnect. It used to be just homecoming. And then a friend of mine, fraternity brother, Robert McNeil, who lives in St. Louis, he used to work at the university with my dad. That's a long story. Uh, they were both uh, recruiting in, at one point. He started uh, an alumni band program. So when you see the homecoming parade, you see this uh, truck going around with about 20 or 30 musicians in it playing in the homecoming parade. And that's alumni. And then we also have an alumni band that plays in the spring and they play concert music. Wow. So that started up. So that's a real connection. Mm -hmm. where and we have played on the bandstand sometimes actually there's lots of stuff playing on the bandstand now it's not just bands That's so great. it's being used how many how many uh players can does that bandstand accommodate well you know if you put 20 up there it's pretty tight but it's uh being used now there's been hey if you go to google and look at pictures images on google for fayette You'll find tons of those, and there's people with wedding dresses on. Oh. There's, you know, there's a, a rock band sitting up there. There's, you name it, it's just, you know, it's been been done up there. So it's being used, and it's kind of a spot people like to get their picture taken on. Mm -hmm. Well, what you're describing uh, lets me know why I didn't see a bandstand when I was there going to high school in Fayette mm -hmm. for my uh, sophomore and junior years. Uh, my mom had started a business on the square, uh, women's clothing store, and uh, there was no bandstand. So it was, what, about uh, 10 years later that you all got the vision and uh, made it happen. Well, and I'd like to share something on that. Okay. I think, I think your listeners would enjoy this. After I left Fayette, I went to graduate school at the University of Missouri. Mm -hmm. So I've got a lot of friends from there, too. And believe it or not, a couple of my friends, we played in, in a band on that bandstand, even when I was in graduate school, because there are other bands around that area, and they kind of go from bandstand to bandstand. But uh, while I was there, I actually had the, the joy of doing a, a paper in graduate school. You got to do some papers, you know. Uh -huh. And I, I researched across the street at the uh, library, university library, and uh, I did a whole semester of research on town band activity in the state of Missouri. Mm -hmm. So there's, I'm just going to give you a little part of that because I think it's important to the listeners. There, there's two bands that, that I've been associated with, and then one of them in the Fayette area. One of those groups was the Forest Green Band of which I was a member then. And the other one is the Fayette Community Band, which at that time I was directing. Now, the, the histories of the groups are similar, but because I was so close to the groups, this is kind of what happened. The Forest Green Band was organized in 1886 by August Renee Sr. and was first called Folks of Sheraton Band Association. And the, the bands were mostly farmers, and many sets of brothers were members of the band. The Forest Green Band played on various occasions, but the longest continuous yearly, yearly engagement was the state MFA convention from 1923 to 1939. So, see, you weren't around yet. 
No, sir. <laughs> you didn't get to do that. <laughs> my mom so, was. My, my mom was around. It, it, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the Forest Green Band performed continuously from 1886 until early years of World War II. And the band is, uh, resumed concerts after the war. Uh, then it was disbanded. On the occasion of the centennial of the Salem Lutheran Church in Forest Green, the band was reorganized. 1972, when I wrote this, marked the 11th summer the band had presented concerts and the Roanoke Ice Cream Social. And there is a bandstand still up there. It's not quite as, um, I don't think it's quite as pretty. I shouldn't say this, I guess. It's not as pretty as ours, but it's, it's still <laughs> there. That honor was previously held by the Roanoke Military Band that disbanded in 1927. So, Anyway, the, there's a whole bunch about the Forest Green Band, but let me, let me get to the Fayette Band, because this is the one we want to talk about. Right. The Fayette Band was organized as the Fayette Star Cornet Band in April of 1879 with 12 original members. Now, I'll, I'll go up to some current times on our Facebook page. There is um, several pictures with the sort of current players playing and it's and the bass drum says Fayette Cornet Star Band so they redid that one oh. and you you'll see Professor House playing in it and you know Bob Bray and you know you know there's people from our generation that were in that band and wow. there's some pictures of that out there so that Shortly after the band was organized, there was a guy from Ohio arrived in Fayette. And he, this is back in 1884. They got uniforms. They had ice cream socials. He left finally at some point for a job in Sedalia, but the band continued, and there was a suggestion in the Fayette newspaper that the town build a bandstand for the group. There was no bandstand yet, but they did get a bandwagon in May of 1886. Now, wouldn't that be fun? That would have been horse-drawn, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the trumpet players wouldn't have been heard for all of the horses. Uh, or wait a minute. Maybe the trumpets, that's how they learned how to horse around. I shouldn't have said that. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, he did retain. Re, re, he came back in 1888 for $100. And... Um, he was the last known director of the group, and it was disbanded around the beginning of World War II. The, the Fayette Band was organized again in 71, and we played for a while. The bandstand was torn down in about 1945, the original one. Huh. So that's kind of some interesting history and uh, some Fayette history. Since you're from Fayette, maybe no. do you remember anybody talking about the original bandstand when you were growing up or any of that stuff? Well, I, I really was only there my first two years of life. Okay. Then came to Columbia and then went back uh, for two years of high school. And that was about my uh, uh, tenure there. <laughs> so okay. Not a whole lot of that kind of history. I worked at Street Drugs here on the square. Oh, sure. Wow. No, it will. And uh, yeah. So uh, what can people expect in April uh, of, for this celebration that's coming up? Well, Dick, here's what's going to happen. We've got basically two things that are happening. 
One is we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the rebuild. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that we are doing is there are plaques on a stone next to that bandstand. Oh, the original plaque was to Keith King Anderson, who was my dad's band director in, in the night, late uh, 19, uh, you know, 38, 39. Uh -huh. And to Tom Birch, who was the band director after him, that was the original memorial plaque that's on that bandstand. Have you ever seen the plaques on the bandstand or seen them? I know. It's, it's going to be a trip my wife and I will need to make up. Uh, okay. Well, good. After so, COVID. <laughs> if you show up, I may actually introduce you. I'll have my mask on. Oh, good. Yeah, that's probably going to happen, too. We may discuss that here in a minute. The celebration is the, is the anniversary, basically, of the, the build 50 years ago. The plaques, uh, in between time, uh, Professor Keith House came in after Montemurro and was a fabulous band director. He was a graduate and the band director and became conservatory chair. Prof House has a plaque also on that stone, on that okay. memorial. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a new one on. Uh, later, actually about a few years after that, um, there was a decision made to put a plaque to Kenneth and Nancy Seward, who were the band directors before Montemurro, and their plaque is on there as a memorial because these folks have all gone to play in heaven. Oh, okay. And most of, and most of us do. <laughs> so uh -huh. what we decided, some of us from the 70s, you know, the 70 to 76, basically, uh, not 76, but for the four five years that Montemurro was there, we he did a really fabulous job, and there's a lot of stories. But we decided there needed to be a plaque for him. So there's two things. There's a celebration of the 50th, and there will be a plaque unveil on the memorial for Professor Montemurro, who was band director when we were there. And that's basically what's happening. Okay. And what time does it start? On, well, it's 2 o'clock. It's at 2 o'clock. April and, May. Uh, I'm sorry? April the what? Uh, April the 17th, Saturday, April the 17th at two o'clock. And uh, there's probably going to be some more things with that. The city and the county have both hooked up. And if we can, there's going to be some other events. Uh, there's a there's a there's a new recording studio uh, on the Fayette Square. Are you familiar with that? Oh, Oh. And it's 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 a gentleman who's set up for doing, uh, you know, like rock bands and oh, wow. all that kind of stuff and do uh, recordings. Mm -hmm. And it's a real nice recording studio. Well, it so happens he's in a band and um, hopefully they're going to maybe play at 11 oh, on the bandstand. So and then there's also a conversation of a couple of things going on on the square itself specials at the restaurants it, it, it's going to turn into a a fayette event uh -huh. because that's just part of fayette and what's going on and they're and they're really uh, going going fast into into uh renovation revival and and they're kicking in wonderful well i just uh had somebody on my phone line here dennis that, uh, oh okay i know him <laughs> yeah, hey, he's an engineer. I don't know if you can hear him. Uh, Dennis, can you say hi? Uh, 
excuse all right great well thanks for checking in dennis uh I'll, I'll leave you here on the line if you want to listen but uh you'll be tuned in tomorrow on kopn since we're doing a, a live i mean we're doing a zoom today to get the recording sure all right talk to you soon sure murph where did you go from central methodist well, I got a graduate degree at the University of Missouri, which also was a, a really good thing. And that's where I was able to do this town band paper and all the research, which was really exciting. There's a whole lot to that. But my first job, my wife uh, was also a graduate of MU. Her first job was while I was in graduate school. She was teaching at the elementary school in Fayette. Oh, really? She had first graders. Yeah. So... While she was doing that, we lived right off the square, and then uh, I commuted. But after we both got done, we put in for uh, several jobs across the state, and both of us got hired at Gallatin, Missouri, uh -huh. which is up by Chillicothe. You know, it's up towards St. Joe. Mm -hmm. And that was a really, really, really good job. Had great kids there. I was there for four years. And, um, you know, we did tons of concerts and went to marching band festivals and did all that stuff. Four years later, we got uh, hired, both of us, at Carrollton, Missouri. I was a Gallatin from uh, 72 to 76 and Carrollton from 76 to 80. And uh, we had our first and one and only son, Alan, And uh, while we were in Carrollton. And I decided that I was going to have to, if I was going to get to see him, and have enough money to put him through college, I better find something else to do. So <clears throat> I ended up, <laughs> ended up going back to Jeff City, uh, got a job with 3M Business Products Center, and then I went to work for Modern Business Systems, and I did. I was a sales rep for selling copy machines, and well, and that was a good job because I learned more technology stuff there. I ended up, uh, my brother and I started our own company, Tony, he lives in Columbia, uh, -huh. uh, my brother, Fred, tuba player, Tony, trombone player, me, French horn player. Fred lives here in the uh, hot springs with us and his wife. 
Tony and I started our own business because he was a computer program with uh, Boone Clinic, uh-huh. uh, Boone Hospital. Right. And uh, we both kind of broke away and I started selling. This is way back when computers still had five and a quarter floppies. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we started a, a medical billing software company that actually grew into a pretty good company. Mm-hmm. And about eight or nine years later, we sold it to a gentleman in Hutchison, Kansas. And anyway, the, the whole, t- after that, I just mostly did consulting because I knew how to do uh, some computer stuff. I was doing some Novell. Remember Novell? Oh, yeah. But uh, at nighttime, I was hired by William Woods University to teach in the graduate MBA program. Oh. And what I did was that would last two years. If you signed up and you would meet on Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, there'd be 10 people. It was in Sedalia. It was in Chillicothe. It was in the boot heel. It was all over the state. And uh, this was before we had online. So the teachers would drive to the location and teach for four hours and then go back home. Oh, my goodness. So my job was, get this, you'll love this part. I think, I hope you will, Dick, this is, this will bring back some memories. Uh, my job was, I was the second teacher to come in and I brought everybody their brand new notebook computers or lap book computers. And I taught them how to use a mouse. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Wow. What was your brand? <laughs> uh, the brand of the computer. I mean, oh uh, gosh! What did they? And it was part of the tuition, you know. They bought it. Uh huh. So, I it was. Uh, it, we weren't using Apple. We were using something with Microsoft on it. Oh, really? It was probably a Dell. I think wow. it was probably a Dell. But anyway, we'd do that for so for for five Tuesdays in a row. We t- we talked about how to use computers for business because they were going for their MBA program. Uh huh. But I actually did that for twenty years. Oh my goodness. Through all this other stuff, because it was at night and I could drive someplace and I'd make sales calls and then I'd teach that and, and all that kind of stuff. So we sold our company. I still did some consulting and then I was doing that. And then one day I was playing golf and I got a call from William Woods and they, they asked me, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing golf. <laughs> and they said, no, what are you doing? And I said, I'm playing golf. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they said, well, we just had uh, an associate professor who was supposed to start with us that fall semester. I asked, I said, what do you, what do you need? And they said, well, we had a professor that uh, made our president mad and was supposed to start this fall and she fired him. Can you come fill in for a semester? And I said, sure, I'll be glad to, because I got nothing going. So I went to William Woods two weeks later and started teaching computer stuff and management information systems Yes. In the the business program. And uh, I just did that for eight years and that's where I retired from. So it turned into an eight year gig. William Woods. It was great. You've retired. You've retired a few times then. Well, that was, yeah. Cause the other, I wasn't really doing a whole lot, but yeah, but that was, that was uh, probably one of the most fun things I did in my whole life was the last eight years working with kids and they've gone out and with social media, you can follow them. Uh-huh. And they're out working at places. They're getting paid twice what I was getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. 
I'm going to bring up a, another name that okay. connects with Central Methodist. It connects with computers and uh, connects with Jeff City. See if you know this name, Clyde okay. Lear. Oh, I know Clyde Lear very well. <laughs> I'll be darned. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Clyde Lear not only is an exceptionally good friend, uh, he actually was uh, in my uh, church. First United Methodist Church in Jeff City. Okay. Uh, we were in, we were on councils together and <laughs> we weren't in the same Sunday school because he was quite a bit smarter than me. So he was in a better Sunday school. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but anyway, they, uh, he was a great guy. I loved them both. Um, had Sue. people. That, mm -hmm. Oh Friends yeah. Sue, yeah. Sue or, yeah. I've been to their house. Their house is a monster because as you know, what was it? What's the name of his radio station that he had? Learfield. Learfield Communications. He had, and I, I have friends that work for Learfield because, you know, he set up this deal where they sit in the basement and do the interview of the coaches basketball team in Alabama. Yeah, right. You know? Isn't it <laughs> amazing? Got, oh, yeah, he's, he did it right. I remember, now that you bring it up, I remembered something. <laughs> I remember his first, him and his dad had that little bitty place right next to where I was at 3M. It oh. was two doors down. Uh -huh. and, and so I used to see him there sometimes too. And there's a good story when he moved to his big office. Have you, has he told you this story? You remember what the satellite dishes used to look like? Oh, yeah. They were the size of planet Mars. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> they were flying one in to put over there in the new one. And his son was taking a video of it with a giant camera on his shoulder. <laughs> wow. Cause we didn't have phones yet. Uh, and it fell off of the helicopter and oh, on no. the ground and destroyed it. I got All that right. story. So Clyde, I if you hear this, he'll be so happy. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad my, you brought him up. My business partner and I, uh, when we first met Clyde was at a walk jog program put on by a memorial hospital called Fitness for Life. Yes. And Clyde thought that, uh, well, along with the hospital director, that we should actually have a business, uh, my partner and I. So we started Value Life Associates. Uh-huh. And Clyde rented us a little space in his McCarty Street office. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, oh. the Brownfield Network was down in the basement and, uh, yes. and Pretty was up in the attic. And, and yes. Was, <laughs> I re I'm, this is ringing a big bell, man. I know this. We were on the I've been in there. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I, I, it's, I remember. I've been in it. Yeah. I know where you're, oh, yeah, because I was in there several times looking around. I only got kicked out once. Yeah, well, we won't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> well, I thought maybe Clyde was a uh, fellow classmate over in Central Methods because he's well, he's way ahead of me. And oh, what was right. and help me here? What uh -huh. uh, I didn't write this one down. He was on the radio. We had a radio station at, at Fayette at Central. I thought he started it. Is what I uh, he thinking. did. Yeah, right. it was up in the the student union up on the second floor. Right. Right. I think he graduated the year before I got there. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh -huh. But but the reason I knew him, I knew him from that because I had friends that had 
had were doing that, or maybe he was a senior my freshman year. But I didn't know him then. I didn't know him till I moved back to Jeff City and, and went started going to church. And that's when I, you know, really got to know him really well. So yeah. that's cool. So you have uh, also a little story to tell about your son who uh, went on into computers, uh, I guess, with your uh, following your interest in computers. Is that well, right? correct? Because I had gotten into the, com the computer business when he was old enough to he was actually born in Carrollton, where I was band director. Mm -hmm. But like I said, after he was born, I wanted to get one of the things with my dad, when you're a band director or a choir director or a football coach or whatever, you don't really get a lot of time at home. Right. <laughs> so I love my dad and he did a lot of stuff together, but I wanted to be totally with my son. So, mm -hmm. you know, I could go on for the next hour and a half on that one. But um, basically he went to Jeff city and, um, he, I tried to get him to play a clarinet and he didn't want any part of that, mm -hmm. but he did like to sing. And, uh, I think, you know, do you know, David Gillespie. Oh, David's a good friend. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So David Gillespie, well, we're going to hit it. This is going to be like a Clyde Lear story. Yeah. David Gillespie was of course the choir director at Jeff city high school. Mm -hmm. And my son tried out for choir and he made it. He also tried out for the state choir his senior year for the state choir for Missouri. And he made that. He was a very good singer, uh -huh. but he was mostly into the computer side. He did really good on his SAT when he was a sophomore and didn't even have to take it again. But uh, David Gillespie, since my son was in that choir, I started <laughs> the, you know, how bands always have a, a booster club. Yeah. Band boosters, right? Yeah. Well, Jeff City High School, JCHS, they didn't have a choir booster. So I started one. Oh. So, and I think they still have it. I'm not sure. But I started the, I got a bunch of people together and we started the the choral band booster, or the choir booster right. club Wonderful. for Jeff City High School. So I've got recordings and I've got all kinds of stuff with David and David and I hit it off great. And, and, uh, he's in Iowa or something. I don't know where he is now, Ohio or someplace, but, uh, anyway, he was a great choir director. Well, he was and, my uh, choir director for a while. He directed yeah. the uh, Monticello men's choir. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, I've got, I've got one recording. You'll love this. And we'll get back to Alan here in just a second. Well, I wrote a piece for Capitol Caroling in the rotunda yeah. of the Capitol because of the resonance in there. Wonderful resonance. And I wrote this piece and I said, it can only be performed in the Capitol. <laughs> so that's the only time it was ever played. It had band and chorus and all kinds of stuff in it. And it's one of my fond memories in music because they did a great job in it. And I used the acoustics in that, that sure. thing. It was really cool. But Alan, he got out and uh, he, on his SAT, he said he wanted to be an electrical engineer. Mm -hmm. And um, he started getting, we got letters from every place, you know, wanting him to come. We, uh, I sort of tried to talk him into Rolla, mm -hmm. the School of Mines, which was now the, you know, whatever it is, because they offered him a full ride. And I thought, boy, that'd be cheap for me. <laughs> so, but after looking at everything, he applied for Washington University in St. Louis. Okay. 
and they took him. They mm -hmm. said, yes, you can come. Well, there's back in that day, there's about 15,000 people that applied for freshman year and they take 1500. Mm -hmm. And so he, he, he went there long story short, he, he got it. He's, you know, when he got done is he did his internship at Microsoft in Seattle. They hired him right out of school, got married in Seattle. They sent him over to London for four years, oh. which really upset me and my wife because we had to go to London quite a bit. <laughs> there's really no music in London. I didn't know if you knew that, Dick, but oh. there's not much music in London, but yeah, uh, except yeah. the London Symphony. And let's see the, uh, anyway, it goes on and on. I've heard everything over there. So that worked out great. And our first grandchild was born there. And uh, basically what happened was uh, he, he started getting hit on by Google saying, you need to come to work for us. Oh. He kept saying no. And finally they, they sent a lady out there, flew her to uh, London. And our son, grandson was just about a year old. And uh, she sat him down at lunch, says, what's it going to take? And he said, well, I won't be fully vested with Microsoft for another year. And she said, well, how much is that? And he told her. And she said, well, we'll double that. <laughs> so Google got Alan. <laughs> so oh. he's in California the whole time. We haven't seen him for a year, thanks to COVID. But basically, the he's, he's worked his way up. He... Um, as of a year ago or two years ago, maybe his official title, we're very proud of this kid. His official title is he is the head of Google search for Android. Which is enormous. <laughs> now you, if you, if you figure that one out, it, it means he's, he told me one day I called him about two years ago or three. I said, Hey, I, I called John. I wanted to know if you needed any help with some algorithms. <laughs> and he goes, uh, Dad, I haven't done an algorithm in a year and a half. All I do is push paper. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. So but he's still doing great. And we're real proud of him. And he just he just sent me a picture yesterday. He and a couple of his buddies. Uh, he's playing golf now some because of the COVID. Uh -huh. And darn, they just he said, Dad, where's this picture from? And I looked at it and I said, well, I think I recognize it. It's Pebble Beach. And he said, yep. <laughs> so they played Pebble Beach yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me so mad, but I'll get over it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, so, Dick. <laughs> so with COVID, uh, this is a reasonable thing to talk about since we're not out of the woods by any means. True. Um, and you've got this uh, April 17, uh, celebration in Fayette. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't imagine that everybody in Fayette is going to be vaccinated yet. So how, how are you playing it? Well, we've, we've talked about that. Uh, you know, Mike Diamond, you know him well, and he's, he's with the uh, city, and I forget the name of the group he's with, Fayette City, whatever it is. It's a, it's an organization for the city. It's not the city council or anything like that, but they're trying to you know, upgrade, update, and they're all excited about trying to get the refurbishments going down there and stuff. But anyway, the uh, we've we've talked about that. I've also talked to the, uh, the county commission, and then we've also got people in charge with the Central Methodist. Mm -hmm. So everybody's involved in it. And basically, the conversation has been, we could probably social distance. We're not going to have a big group on the bandstand. 
we've got a right now we've just got a quintet that's going to play that all had Montemero as a band director. Oh my goodness. So those guys said they'd all play just a couple of numbers. So it's not going to be, you know, uh, a concert band or anything like that. But basically if the worst comes to worse and we're like, nah, this may not, because remember I told you it may even be a full city event, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about having this and these guys play and food and all this other stuff. I think what will happen is we'll still have it. And basically we'll, we'll just have a few people, anybody that wants to show up can sit social distanced. Mm-hmm. We won't have any music and we won't do anything except say, you know, that here's the anniversary and we're going to have the plaque unveil because unveil because there will be I, right now. There's about three or four <clears throat> family members from Prof Montemiro's family that are planning to attend Oh, uh-huh. for the, un, the memorial unveil. So we could just do that. You know, we could just come up and say, here's the plaque for Prof. We lift it up. Everybody sings a, a song together or something and we go home. Uh-huh. You know, it, it may turn out for that. Or if the city and the other guys and the college and everybody want to move it to fall, we may move it to fall. Oh, well, it's, I guess that's an option, isn't it? You know, we had talked about doing it for um, homecoming. Yeah. But that didn't seem that, that homecoming has its own thing. You know, you'd have a huge crowd. Right. Because homecoming, <clears throat> but homecoming, we, we didn't do it. The original one was then in November of 71. It was on a, on a Saturday that w- there was nothing. As a matter of fact, I think the kids, a lot of us stayed to play and do it uh, for Thanksgiving weekend or something. You know, you could have gone, uh-huh. should have gone home. It was either the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I think it was maybe. Hmm. So a lot of the people, the band was a big band that Montemiro directed and it was out on the lawn. It wasn't up on the. So if you look on the Facebook page, you'll see a picture from above showing the bandstand with Mrs. Hearns, Betty Hearns, who was the uh, governor's wife. Uh She's there giving the speech. I tried to get governor Hearns to come up because I actually sort of knew him. I knew people around him since I was from Jeff city. Yeah. So I said, hey, we want to get him to come dedicate this bandstand. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he said he couldn't do it or wouldn't do it. But we got his wife, and she came up. First lady came up, and she gave a fabulous speech. I mean, it's probably way better than what he would have done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was great to have her there. And you got county commissioners and Fayette people standing, you know, and they're all in the program too, which is, is posted on the Facebook page. There's a lot of stuff on that, on our Facebook group. And any, it's a public group. Anybody wants to join it, then you just say, I want to join your end. You don't have to answer questions or do any of that stuff because it's just going to be up till we're done. So. And it's called the Howard County Bandstand Bandstand group. Yep. Howard County Bandstand. You search that in Facebook, you'll be to it in three seconds. I joined yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I appreciate it. I have two YouTube channels. My dad was an HO train nut, and I'm a G-scale train nut. And I've got one in my backyard that we built down here. And that thing started getting so many hits that I had to make another account because I had family vacations. And you know how you do with YouTube. You put (laughs) these things together. So I split channels. And my, my main channel for um, the trains 
is, uh, it's kind of hard to remember, but it's Zayzak Murph, Z-A-Y, Zay, Z-A-Y, like say, only say, Z-A-Y-Z-A-C-K, Murph, M-U-R-P-H. That's the name of that one. If you just go to Zayzak Murph, you'll find all this train stuff. Okay. All right. The other one. Can you can you sit on your train? No, no. Uh, G scale is one one twenty four. G scale is one twenty four. Um, it's about the rails about uh, inch and a half wide. Oh, so like I had when I was a kid. Well, it's almost O gauge. It's a little bigger than O gauge. Exactly with three okay. rails. It's two rails, a little bit bigger, and it's usually garden trains out in the backyards and outside. Oh. And uh, so, but the other one where I'm posting all the monomural stuff mm -hmm. is very easy to get to. Also, you just go to search and you type Tetley Group, T E T L E Y G R O U P, and that's all the monomural stuff. I'm getting ready to do a Seward post because his plaque's on there because I have a recording of his band and I also have a recording of Prof House's band. So there's going to be a couple of those on there, too, besides just Montemiral. Unfortunately, we don't have anything from Anderson or Tom Birch because they weren't really recording yet <laughs> back in that day. So but anyway, it's just a it's just kind of some memories and, and some good pictures. Every one of them is a video with pictures of the bands that played that song. And who was in charge of the conservatory and everything about Central Methodist and and about the director and about the composer and what's the music? I mean, the one I just did was The Planets by Gustav Holst, and everybody's commented on that. They thought it was pretty cool. So it's it's a it's a YouTube thing you can get to on Tetley Group. Okay, Tetley Group. Yeah, or just go to you know just go do the bandstand. I'm just posting them on the bandstand. and Oh, you can go from bandstand on Facebook right into YouTube then. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I just post them there. I put the the link to it, to the yeah. YouTube channel, and that's where it comes up. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it'll <clears throat> it'll play the next one, you know. A lot of people leave. But anyway, that's, that's, the, that's the way to do that. So I'm going to bring up uh, another name or so. Okay. From uh, Central Methodist Days. Uh, and later, did, does the name Tad Perry ring a bell? He's Central Methodist Board of Curators, I guess, uh -huh. and been that in that role for a long time. So I just wondered if you had bumped into him or uh, Braxton Rethridge. Oh, I know Braxton very well. Oh, okay. So we went to school together, Braxton and okay. I. Okay, Braxton, yes, I know him very well. Very and much. my aunt... Uh, was Virginia Alexander. Yes. Uh, loved Central Methodist and did lots to help out with the school. Right. Right. So those are some people I, I, I thought you might at least recognize the names. I do. Yeah. Good. Especially Braxton. I got a I got a lot of memories of him. Braxton and I bumped into each other up in Chicago at the Science oh Center one day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Holy cow. Years <laughs> later, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, we just have a, a very few minutes left. Do you have any final uh, words you'd like to share of wisdom and uh, 
humor and whatever else you got? Actually, I want to, I think I would like to close it down maybe by just giving you, you and the listeners a, a little bit of thought about Prof. Montemero. Because hey. uh, he, he was a graduate of Central. And a lot of the band directors at Central graduated from Central, so they get it. Central is very well known for turning out some unbelievable band directors across the state and across the country. My father, his um, roommate in college, who I'm not going to be able to remember his name, but anyway, his roommate was his best man at his wedding. And after graduation, he went down to Harlingen, Texas to be the band director. Let me just make a little note here. My uh, father, Warren Dalton, and his wife, Pat, lived in Harlingen, Texas for about uh, seven or eight years. Isn't that well? There you go. Eight and well, I know it well. Well, when you, when you go there and go to this monster high school, you will see my dad's roommate, who he was in band with, as it was the band director there. They had this giant concert hall for the high school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's huge. <laughs> And uh, it's named after him. Oh, wow. it's named after him. So that's why I should remember it. But anyway, the, the the tradition and the history and the thickness of that history and and how of the conservatory of music and the band and the music that goes on in that place and still goes on mm-hmm. is amazing. I'm I'm so excited about they have a new degree oh. in in music which is for churches oh, if you're going to be a church if you're going to be a church musician not a choir director but you know how many churches now are have full you know they got yeah. instruments sitting up there and they play music during their services sacred music degree they have a degree for that now it's central and i'm like well that's pretty smart <laughs> that's you know and who wouldn't want to go do that for a living so anyway i'm just uh i'm really proud of my institution and and we're looking forward to this event and hope to see you there well we hope, we hope to to see a lot of folks uh come and and, and celebrate a, a great history murph tetley what a pleasure to meet you man and uh reminisce with you i it's my pleasure Thank you, Dick Dalton. And listeners, remember, wherever you are, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it, because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care and talk to you soon.